Darlene, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can we start things off by having you introduce yourself to the audience? Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm Charlene Fadarepo. Man, I do so many things in the Bitcoin space. Uh, I'm a Bitcoin activist and educator. I run a company called Mango Digital Strategies, and we help uh, businesses onboard into Bitcoin and embrace Bitcoin. Um, I have a couple of books out. I'm one of the co-authors of Bitcoin and the American Dream, which is this amazing book that we wrote last year to help lawmakers uh, understand Bitcoin. Also, am the author of Shade Satoshi's. And um, most importantly, I'm the founder and creator of the Bitcoin in Africa show. And that's a podcast where we are telling Africa's Bitcoin story. Thank you, Charlene, for that introduction. I'm super excited to have you on the show. The, one of the first questions I usually ask people is one that I really want to know about, which is where did you source your Bitcoin knowledge, whether it was books, courses, or even people in the Bitcoin ecosystem that might have inspired you or helped you gain some knowledge about becoming a better Bitcoiner? Yeah, so my Bitcoin journey, and, and I love this. So my Bitcoin journey has been so, it's been fast, but it's been wonderful, and it has been people-led. I mean, I have to absolutely acknowledge that I started off on Clubhouse as a part of a very well-known Bitcoin community called the Black Bitcoin Billionaires. Um, you know, and this was at a time where I had another business where I was actually coaching women to use financial advisors. So I'm on Clubhouse you know, talking to people about Bitcoin, learning about Bitcoin, but also getting a lot of questions from my clients. And I think there was a moment around the pandemic that it clicked for me. And I said, whoa, this thing is huge. I need to pivot and I need to kind of double down. And I think at that moment, I went down what you called the rabbit hole. I'm on Clubhouse 10 and 15 hours a day, um, learning from the community, uh, all the communities there, but also teaching at the same time. Uh, I read my first Bitcoin book was actually the little Bitcoin book that I love. And I always uh, recommend that book to folks. Um, but it was it was really kind of the Bitcoin community that helped me understand the practical part of Bitcoin. And then the other part is I'm black American. You know, for I've been married for 11 years to uh, a Nigerian. And so I walk in two worlds. So I walk in the United States and I walk um, always thinking about what's happening in Nigeria. And so when I kind of understood Bitcoin as an asset class, I immediately said, this is phenomenal for Africa. We under, I, you know, had, have had a deep understanding of the inflation issues in Africa for a very long time. And so connecting those dots for me, um, it was very clear. So uh, that journey for me was fast uh, and definitely people led. Um, and I just, I, I thank the Bitcoin Twitter community. I thank the Black Bitcoin Billionaire community. Even there are a lot of women that helped me kind of understand uh, how they were experiencing Bitcoin. Uh, lots of people have contributed to my knowledge. And you know what? You never stop learning when it comes to Bitcoin. Most definitely. I think that that's just such a beautiful way to kind of, you know, get into this asset because I think a lot of people have very unique ways of learning about Bitcoin. And, you know, I must agree as well. Um, Clubhouse Black Bitcoin Billionaires has been extremely instrumental in my orange pill journey. So Charlene, uh, you know, you talk about, um, you know, walking in two different worlds. And I think a lot of people can cast dispersions about Africa in conjunction with Bitcoin. And I know that you recently visited Ghana for the Africa Bitcoin conference. And as of right now, you know, no sub-Saharan 
um, countries in Africa have 100% power or 100% electricity. And the countries that do are, I believe, Egypt, Algeria, Morocco, and uh, Tunisia. So how can, you know, Bitcoin mining, something that's super instrumental for um, renewable energy and just allowing some of these countries to actually use Bitcoin to make their energy more efficient, their grid more efficient. Um, how do you think Bitcoin mining can fix some of these issues in Africa? So, um, so absolutely. So Bitcoin mining is such a key part of Africa's Bitcoin story for two reasons. One, Bitcoin mining is a really easy way for everyday Africans to generate income for themselves. Um, on my show, we interviewed so many incredible small time, um, small town, uh, Bitcoin mining operations, one or two S9s, and they were actually generating more money than they were generating in a prior, uh, job. So that's one. Um, but more importantly, what you're seeing in, in countries like Kenya um, and, and maybe even South Africa, so you're seeing, you know, Africa uh, has the benefit of large bodies of water and water means thermoelectric power. Um, when we were in Ghana, we actually went to, um, I went to the Volta region where you see the largest man-made um, reservoir in the world. And that, and that uh, Volta region has a dam, um, a Dukumbo dam. It is, that one dam powers the entire country. That's the opportunity that we have here when it comes to African countries. And, you know, we have not explored harnessing uh, hydropower uh, for Bitcoin mining yet. In Africa, the, it's a clean slate. And, um, one of the things I, I thought about when I was in Ghana, I said, you know, the problems that you see in Africa, they've been solved in other countries. They have. Power, 100% uninterruptible power has been solved in the United States. We can fix it in Africa with the right tools in place, with the right uh, folks advocating for it. And we could, most importantly, we can fix it in this lifetime. I think that's why Bitcoin is so powerful. It allows us to fix the gaps um, that have unfortunately been left by authoritarian governments, greed, corruption, and folks that didn't have the uh, interest of uh, of the entire country in mind. Most definitely, and you know, um, you know, Ghana has a special place in my heart because that's the birthplace of where my father was from. And I agree with you that you know it's a big infrastructure issue um, in the country, and not only just in Ghana, but in most sub-Saharan sub places in Africa. Um, a lot of people are running off of generators. Um, they have a lot of blackouts. They have a lot of um, water quality issues, and just things that shouldn't happen with all the you know, abundance of natural resources that um, the continent has. So I definitely think that, you know, your work, your podcast, what you do on the continent is instrumental in helping people on the ground actually learn about Bitcoin and utilize it as kind of a tool or a fulcrum for people to better their lives in the countries um, that are affected mostly by, you know, poverty and a lack of store value and a lack of sovereignty. So I thank you, Charlene, for that. Um, and my next question is kind of getting into um, something I really wanted to ask you, which is, you know, your role as, you know, a woman in the space, a woman in the Bitcoin ecosystem, which we don't see a lot of. And I know that we definitely need more people like you in the ecosystem. So, you know, what is your strategy for, you know, breaking gender bias in the industry, um, especially when you're dealing with, you know, uh, ecosystem or uh, industry that's not really that welcoming to women? 
And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And let me tell you a story. So I guess uh, last year in Miami was my very first uh, Bitcoin uh, Miami conference. Um, and that was, uh, it was really interesting. And when I was there, I was at the fold party. It was this huge party. It was a, it was in a hotel. And so many women came up to me and said, I'm so happy to see you in this space. You have no idea what it means when you're on Twitter. You have no idea what it means when I see you on Clubhouse. And these women were all ages, all races, all backgrounds from multiple countries. And at that moment, I said to myself, oh, my goodness, you know, you don't really kind of you never know who is who is watching and you never know who you're inspiring. And so I, I know what it feels like to be othered. <laughs> I know what it feels like to be the only black person in a space. I definitely know what it feels like to be the only woman in the space. And many times it doesn't feel good. And so I think that in addition to some of the work that I do, I'm very deeply aware of my role as a woman, as a black woman, as a black American woman married to a Nigerian. And I actually think that is a superpower that allows me to understand um, how to reach the world, right? We, Bitcoin is a world currency. So we need to have a world conversation about Bitcoin. Um, I always say you need to find your place in the Bitcoin space. And I absolutely mean that when I'm talking to women. Um, you know, uh, there are going to be some spaces that are not welcoming. Okay. Don't go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you can bang your head against the wall um, or you can find spaces that are more that are more welcoming. And we can definitely try to, um, you know, fix people's behavior and try to, you know, make people act right. But I just say, honestly, you know, create your own space. Um, you know, you didn't ask this, but I think it's important to say the first level of Bitcoin is understand. The next level is what are you going to do? Like, after you get it, like, you need to know how, you need to know that, like, but you need to know what to do next, right? And so are you going to teach? Are you going to organize a business? Are you going to help other people? You know, are you going to create, hopefully, generational wealth for yourself and your community? It's not enough to just read a book, um, you know? Hopefully you're going to tell your family, but beyond that, you need to figure out what you're going to do. And once you figure out what you're going to do, if you have chosen to be public, right? Because it's a conscious choice that comes with pluses and minuses. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean to be public with your positioning on Bitcoin? And the last thing I'll just say, recognize it's a huge responsibility. If you have a platform of one person or 10,000 people. It's a huge responsibility and you have to be careful about everything you say because people are making decisions based on the information that you share. And for me, I take this idea of trust very seriously from the, I came from the banking industry so that the public trust is important. Um, you, there is no room for error. Um, and I just think that, you know, for, for me, I want to see more women in the space. Um, and I think that me just kind of being here is important. Sometimes showing up is the highest form of resistance. Um, and I try to show up and I try to show up as my best self every day. Yes. And you show up and show out. And I'm super proud of you. And, you know, 
Um, you know, you talked about what are you going to do in the industry as far as educating or teaching or giving back. And I know that you've written some books on Bitcoin. You know, I bought a book, your book for my daughter. And I just think that it's very instrumental for, you know, young women, especially women of color to see a reflection of themselves in this industry, because that kind of inspires, like when Nipsey Hussle always says, you know, the highest act, the highest human act is to inspire. And I think that uh, a lot of women are watching you, even if they don't give you your kudos publicly, I think that they watch you and they kind of learn from you. And I do think that it's important that, um, you know, we are transparent about, you know, what we're actually teaching or giving back to the community, especially when it comes to Bitcoin, because this asset is so new. And that kind of leads to my next question, which is something that I'm really proud of you about, which is your podcast, which I tune in and listen to a lot because I find it, you know, very instrumental outside of maybe Satoshi's journal, you're really boots on the ground, giving the information of what's going on in Nigeria. So my question to you, Charlene is, um, do you believe staying connected to the youth in Nigeria um, is bringing Africa closer to a Bitcoin standard? I think so. And, you know, and I, I absolutely, I think so. And I think that Africa has, I think Nigeria has a Bitcoin story. Kenya has a Bitcoin story. Ghana has a Bitcoin story. I think when I went to the Africa Bitcoin conference, I was just, one, I was proud of Farida Nabarima and her entire team. I have to say that it was an all African team <laughs> that organized the first African Bitcoin conference. That was a historic event. It was phenomenal. But I was just thinking like, this is Africa's moment to shine. And every country in Africa is beautiful and remarkably different and has so many wonderful things to offer. And this is their opportunity to leapfrog the problems of the past to move toward the future. Um, and so I, I would like to think that the conversations that we have on the Bitcoin in Africa show is closing some of those gaps in knowledge and encouraging people to innovate. You know, our, our goal is to amplify. I see myself, there's a really famous Black American writer named James Baldwin, who I love. And he is, his job was to just be a witness. He was, his focus was to be a witness of the civil rights movement because he wanted to shine a light on the people that were doing the work. And I see my role with the Bitcoin in Africa show very similarly. So we focus on the leaders. We focus on the CEOs that are running Bitcoin companies. We focus on the developers that are doing um, GitHub pools on the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, we focus on media influencers, the folks that are actually building community and driving change. Um, because sometimes they don't get their flowers. They don't get their shine. Um, I I think the work for me is so inspiring. It inspires me that in spite of every difficult circumstance, many of these CEOs are wildly successful despite, and it's wonderful. And they deserve to get just as much media as Jeff Bezos, right? Because they are building and grinding in the most difficult circumstances. Um, and, and achieving success. And so that's the goal of the show. We um, we have been very fortunate. I'm so grateful to all the folks that say yes to us. I am looking forward to covering more African leaders and we're gonna try to cover the entire continent. 1.4 billion people need to know. They need to know this. Like this is the one piece of information that will change their lives. Africa 
needs Bitcoin and Bitcoin needs Africa. Like um, Obi Wosu, who is the founder of Fedi, he had this incredibly inspiring speech during the African Bitcoin conference. And he said, Africa will lead the way. He is right. <laughs> he is right. And he talked about, um, yeah, I had a chance to interview him for the show. And he said, you know, Charlene, it's, it's that um, Bitcoin, uh, like Africa only needs Bitcoin and Bitcoin only needs Africa, right? These two things are the most important pieces of the puzzle for success. And, and he's right. And I think all of us have a role in making sure that happens in this lifetime. We don't even like, we don't have to wait 20 years. This can happen in five years. If you think about, I think about how fast um, everything has happened in the crypto market. I mean, it, last year was a tough year, but the things are happening at the speed of lightning. And so, you know, I just think that we all need to get on board and give Africa the resources that it needs to be successful from folks of us from the West. Stay out of the way. Let Africa solve Africa's own problems. That's really important, really important. In the West, we have a tendency to come and we have a tendency to come and impose our perspectives and views on problems without doing the work to deeply understand the root causes. And I, and I think that's why the African Bitcoin Conference being launched, developed, and executed by an all-African team, that is critically important. Um, and because what they did, they built a really solid foundation for the Bitcoin Africa community, you know? That's what we needed. Now everybody kind of has that placeholder and we can connect and feed and build in our own individual ways for the folks from the West, but it should be led by Africans. And I, and I think that's so important and um, it's important, but we need to say it and we need to do it. I agree with that. I couldn't agree anymore. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, when they talk about Bitcoin, when you think about um, countries that ban Bitcoin, right, the hash rate tends to move to places that actually need it the most, right? And I think that Africa needs Bitcoin the most and all of the talent, all of the skill sets are starting to navigate towards the continent. And you're going to see the benefits of that very quickly and very soon because we have some of the most talented, intelligent people working on Bitcoin in Africa. And mm -hmm. I think that your show, your podcast really highlights that. And I think that that's super important because um, when people look at this asset, they look at Bitcoin, they just assume that this is something coming out of Silicon Valley and they don't think about Africa in that context of, you know, a, a, a a, a cliffhanger or a place that is kickstarting innovation. And okay. I think that your, your podcast is something that um, I know for myself, you know, living in the West, but having family in Africa, I can always connect the bridges there when I listen to your show, because, you know, it's just utterly important. And um, I just can't give you your flowers any more than that. But, you know, Charlene, you do great things in the space. And there's also something that I really wanted to talk about, which is your business acumen. Um, you know, you have your own, you know, consulting company that you talk about Bitcoin and you actually help clients um, onboard into this asset when they're curious. And my question to you, and this is the last question is, you know, what is your call to action for people or clients that are interested in Bitcoin? My call to action is that Bitcoin is the future of money. So get on board or get left behind. I tell my clients this every day, you know, and what's so interesting is, you know, I've targeted financial services companies 
But that conversation is actually for any business. If you're building any business in this year, you need to figure out um, how Bitcoin can help you meet your growth goals. Um, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your investors, you owe it to your employees, because uh, there will be a time where it'll be too late. And it's this is a wonderful time for any business leader, um, for any um, you know futurist, if you will, to start thinking about like the next five to ten years. You know, what can I do to build that in business, to build that moat, to make myself ultra competitive, to make sure I can meet the goals that I have set for my business. And I think that Bitcoin uh, can be that a uh, rocket ship for definitely for a bank, but certainly for other businesses to ensure that they are competitive in the global economy. Most definitely. I love that answer. Um, thank you, Charlene, for that. And you know, this conversation has been great. It's been very instrumental. I hope it inspires people. I hope people can tune into this episode and really learn about you and what you do and all that you do in the Bitcoin ecosystem. But before we leave, can you give people your social media handles and any future endeavors that you might want to talk about on the show? Indeed, indeed. So you can reach me on Twitter um, at at Char Federico. So really active on Twitter. Um, you can uh, we our show. I just launched a brand new website that we're super excited about. And it is the Bitcoin in Africa So if you check out our website, you will see all of our um, past episodes. We have some additional episodes that we need to upload. And then we have some very cool episodes that we'll be dropping and the next few weeks where we had we had a chance to sit down with Obi Mosu, the founder of Fetty, uh, had a chance to talk to my friend uh, Ray Youssef from Paxful again. Um, just some really great conversations because, again, you know, we need to tell this story. Um, Africa is rising and I'm just excited to be a part of this incredible movement uh, to change the world. And I hope you all will come with us because there's space for everybody. And Most thank you again, Dalu, for this uh, time to be on the show. Thank you, Charlene. Once again, thank you for taking time to be on the Bitcoin source. Have a good one. Bye.